Van Riken Productions presents The Tome Episode 5 Written by Gerald Van Riken Performed by a full cast Welcome back, dear listeners, to the penultimate chapter of our chilling tale of mystery and malevolence. As the night deepens, the town of Twin Rivers finds itself shrouded in darkness and teetering on the precipice of an unimaginable horror. Detective Ray Graham and Officer Cindy Henley, joined by their steadfast allies, Glenn and Bradley, stand resolute against the encroaching evil. In their relentless pursuit of the truth, they have uncovered the malevolent force known as the Others, ancient beings hungry for destruction. The cursed Tome of Other, an artifact of unspeakable power, has become the catalyst for the terror gripping the town. Now, with the sun yet to rise, they must confront the horrors that lie in wait. As we delve deeper into the night, our brave protagonists will be tested like never before. Each step brings them closer to the heart of darkness, where their courage and determination will be pushed to the limits. The line between life and death blurs, and the fate of Twin Rivers hangs in the balance. So, dear listeners, prepare yourselves for a night of spine-tingling suspense and heart-pounding terror. Join us as we venture into Twin Rivers' darkest hour. The night is far from over, and the final showdown looms on the horizon. The whole station is dead? Ray and Cindy were walking back into town from St. Genevieve's Hospital, back towards the detective's house to collect his wife, Diane. They strode side by side, weapons in hand, unsure of what might happen next. Detective Graham's encounter with the strange masked monster burned in his mind. It didn't take much convincing beyond that to show him that there was more than a cult at play here. He didn't want to believe it, but that thing wasn't human. He had spent the time walking, catching Officer Henley up on what had happened to him. Yes, it was horrible. All of them just massacred. I'm sorry you had to see that. Glenn and Bradley almost died from that creature attack. I can't imagine it's a coincidence. This cult that's apparently been lurking in Twin Rivers for years. This book, the creatures, Professor Hawthorne. We'll figure it out. Let's get Diane and get back to the hospital. They continued onward through the town square towards the Graham house. They glanced up at the huge statue in the square of a regal-looking man holding a book in one hand and a flintlock pistol in the other. It was the statue of Godfrick Brimley, the founder of Twin Rivers and the surrounding towns. The statue's eyes were cold and impassive, but in the tension and darkness, it felt like those eyes were following them. Suddenly, a figure emerged from the darkness, and Ray's pistol automatically went up. 
until he got a good look at them. Diane! His wife was running toward him, a panicked expression on her face. What are you doing out here? There were men. They broke into the house. I needed to come find you. Why? What's going on? That's a long story. We need to get to St. Genevieve's. There's a bunch of us holed up there. The hospital? Why not the police station? Graham looked over at Cindy and watched her jaw tense at the mention of the station. I'll explain everything later. Come on. We have to get off the streets. Diane pulled Cindy into a tight hug, and after they assured each other that they were all right, the trio made their way back into the streets of Twin Rivers. About halfway back to the hospital, they heard the sounds of people coming from an alley nearby. We need to hide. Now. They ducked behind some nearby trash cans just as a group of people emerged from the alley. They all wore black robes, but with their hoods down, they recognized each of them. Steve Reynolds, the local tailor, Bill Smith, the head of the Elks Lodge, and Tommy, a young man that worked at the McDonald's on Main Street. Ray, Cindy, and Diane held their breath as the group passed by. They stayed there for several minutes until they were sure they were alone. All right, let's go. They pressed forward, and eventually the hospital came into view. They were about to breathe a collective sigh of relief when they heard an unearthly shriek behind them. The detective whipped around to see one of the creatures with a bird mask approaching rapidly. Run! I'll get rid of it! Ray leveled his sidearm at the creature, who shrieked again. Once he had a solid bead on it, he fired three rounds. Like before, the creature vanished into smoke. But unlike the last time, it rematerialized again, closer to him. Graham cursed and took off behind the women. They yanked the doors to the hospital open as the creature continued to stalk towards them. They piled in and shut the doors behind them. The creature continued to approach until it inexplicably stopped about 10 feet from the doors. It seemed unable to continue. It wailed one more time and vanished. The group made their way back to room 35 where Professor Hawthorne, Glenn, and Bradley waited. Ray locked the door of the room. All right, Professor. You need to talk and you need to talk now. What the fuck is going on? The professor sat up in bed, looking guilty. <sighs> the book. I found it in the book nook and bought it. It was a thing of evil. But I only know that now. It's an artifact, known as the Tome of Other. It was used by an ancient civilization to bind an ancient evil under their control. A pair of beings known as the Others. Insatiable creatures that feed on souls. They arrive in the world and devour every soul in their path until they are sated. They are also not above extreme violence. How did they escape? That sadly was my doing the book contained the will and power of the others they took control of my mind and made me hike to that clearing which was apparently an ancient place of power 
They forced me to make a blood sacrifice and... It released them. How do you know all this, Professor? They were in my mind. I know everything about them now. I could even read the book now if we had it. But they hid it away. Where did they hide it? That, I don't know. They were summoned before that happened and they were no longer in my head. They said they sent it to a place to mark the center of their hunt. I believe the book holds the key to binding them again. This, <laughs> this is insane. You know you sound crazy, right? I know he does, but with what we've seen, it's as good an explanation as any. Professor, if we can find the book, can you get rid of them? If we bring it back here. I could read it, possibly rebind them. But the second the book gets touched, they will arrive to protect it. I need to go with you. You're in no condition to walk around. We can get a wheelchair. The creatures, what of them chased us here? You seem to be unable to approach the building. Why is that? I would imagine because this hospital was originally built by the church when the town was still supposed to expand. I'll bet it was consecrated. Holy ground. So, they're demons? No. The others are much older than demons. Ancient primordial beings of darkness. However, they are sworn enemy of every god that exists. Apparently there are many. Their eventual goal is to bring more of their kind into this universe and kill all of them. Kill? Gods? Yes. They wish to bathe all of existence in that darkness. Looking thoroughly frightened and confused, Bradley interrupted. What the hell are you talking about? This is crazy! Hush now, baby. Listen to the professor. We don't know anything about what's going on. He does. This is too much. I need a cup of coffee. Diane left the room in a hurry. Cindy passed a concerned look at Ray, who nodded, before following her out. Professor... People are dying. If we can get that book, we can stop this. You said they put it at the center of their hunt? If their hunt is here, that can mean the center of town. The statue of Godfrey Brimley, in the town square. It's in the dead center of Twin Rivers. Glenn, you're a genius. All right, Professor, we're going to need you with us. Are you ready? The old man swallowed hard before clenching his jaw and giving a firm nod. I started all of this. I'll help finish it. Officer Henley followed Diane down the hallway to the elevator. They were encouraged to find it working. They rode down to the cafeteria in silence for a few moments, before Cindy finally spoke. How are you doing, Diane? Well, I'm a little overwhelmed. I don't know if I buy this story the professor is peddling, but something is wrong here. Based on what I've seen, I believe him. You saw that thing chasing us. You saw the cultists. They arrived at the basement floor and stepped into the cafeteria. They proceeded to walk to the large coffee dispensers at the back, each pouring a cold styrofoam cup. 
How am I supposed to believe that two ancient god-killing monsters are wandering loose around a small town in Indiana? I don't even believe in gods. I get that, but I think, regardless, we need to work together to get through this. <sighs> I know. Look, I'm going to have to go out there and help put an end to this. You have to promise me that you'll stay here and be safe. Diane did not offer a reply. Diane, promise me. Fine. I promise. The two of them made their way back up to the main floor. They found Ray and the others making preparations. Ray and Glenn were helping Professor Hawthorne into a wheelchair. The poor old man was in rough shape, but his spirits seemed to be bolstered, and his eyes were determined. All right, we're gonna need to arm up a little bit more. We need guns. It won't hurt the others, but it'll slow them down briefly. So if we can lay down cover fire when we see them, we can buy time. We'll have to go to the police station. Cindy winced, but said nothing. We'll also need to find a sledgehammer. I think we're gonna need to break open the statue. Statue? Godfrick Brimley. Wild. We can get a sledgehammer from the hardware store. I'll do that. Alone? Obviously not. I'm going too. We can get more hammers with more people. Fine. Glenn and Bradley will go to the hardware store. Officer Henley, Professor Hawthorne, and I will go to the station for weapons. We'll meet in the town square. Ray looked around the room of nervous but determined faces. The anxiety was rising up in him, but he shoved it down in order to maintain his composure. He drew his sidearm from its holster and opened the door. Let's go. As the night deepens, Twin Rivers faces its darkest hour, besieged by the malevolent force of the others and their insatiable hunger. Ray Graham, Cindy Henley, Glenn, Bradley, and Professor Hawthorne are united in their fight against the encroaching evil. The battle for the town's survival intensifies as the night wears on. Secrets are unveiled, alliances are forged, and sacrifices are made. With each step they take, our brave protagonists draw closer to the heart of darkness, where their courage will be put to the ultimate test. Join us next time for our heart-pounding conclusion. As the sun prepares to rise, the showdown against the ancient evil will reach its climax. So, dear listeners, brace yourself for the final chapter and the showdown against the others.